0: Hello, beautiful rebels, Sam Goldsmith here, and welcome to Her Great Rebellion, the podcast. This is the podcast that delivers the strategy and woo to alchemize your sacred inner rebel, ground you in emotional stability, and helps you to create the freedom that you desire from that place. By mastering our mindset, our emotions, and our energetics, we create radical movement, we heal with sacred medicine, and we unlock sacred strategies. As you all know, this season is all about special guests, and we have an absolute treat for you today, thoroughly aligned to all the principles that we talk about uh, in this podcast and in the Rebel Life Bootcamp and with her own magic to share. Today, I'll be introducing you to feminine embodiment and leadership coach, Sophia LePage. I'm going to let us say hi, and then we'll quickly do our conscious breathing exercise together, and then we'll jump into today's show. So
1: hi, Sophia hi thank you so much for having me sam i'm really excited to see how our conversation unfolds today
0: so welcome so exciting thank you for being here uh okay everybody so as we spend time together each fortnight here on the podcast I'm going to ask you to take a few moments to breathe. If this is the first time you're listening, I'll just share a little bit about why we do that. But if you're a regular, you'll know that this is um, a beautiful part of our work together that um, that's made such a big difference for me personally and for so many of the women who I work with. So anytime we um, do any work together, we do this, take a few moments of um, breathing, bring our attention, our awareness, our consciousness to our breath and in a way, this is like a sacred action that, um, that transforms the, the energy and the discussion and the conversation and, um, the arisings that can happen for us. So most of us are generally super busy. We're running from here to there, trying to fit everything in. And we often forget just plainly to breathe and certainly to breathe into all areas of our lungs. So For now, let's just recognize our breath and recognize that breathing together in this way when we meet uh, is an entry point into a sacred dimension. It's a moment for us to remember and recognize ourselves as sacred, to open up sacred listening, sacred hearing, sacred feeling, and sacred understanding. So wherever you are right now, let's just breathe together for a few moments. If you're listening in a place where you can close your eyes for a few minutes, then do so. But if you're in your car or you're walking your dog uh, or you have this playing on your headphones, just set an intention to draw your energy back inwards, bring your attention to your breath and become conscious of that just for a few moments. Okay, so let's begin Let's begin by just taking a breath in through our nose and gently out of our
2: mouths. Allowing your body to take a couple of breaths in this way, finding its own easy, natural rhythm. And noticing that some of these breaths might be deeper or more shallow
0: that just bringing this attention and allowing your body to breathe
2: on its own is a way for it to gently recalibrate itself to a state of ease. So one more breath here, and then we're going to connect to our
0: hearts, to the energy that we feel around the area of our physical
2: heart. And perhaps uh, the front and back of our chest or our energetic heart also. Taking a breath into this space. And then give permission for the heart to travel up to the mind and gently quieten it down.
0: Let's allow now that quietness to move over the top of your physical head and run
2: down the entire length of your body, coating your whole body in a layer of calm. And as you continue to gently breathe there, I'll invite you to sense the energy or the divine being that is residing underneath this layer of calm. Breathing here for just a moment, give this divine being or the whatever recognition feels a
0: resonant for you permission to hear interpret process and feel anything and everything in the perfect way
2: for your highest good and the good of all of those whose lives you impact Okay, beautiful beings. So as part of this series, I want to bring you
0: stories of unique radical rebellions. And my intention is to share with you the golden nuggets that my guests have mined from their own lived experience, embodiment of their own work, and the ways that they now share that work to help other women. So today I have an absolute treat for you that I'm sure you're going to enjoy. Uh, And as I said, her work just fits in beautifully with everything that we do here and uh, that we do in boot camp. So again, uh, please meet Sophia LePage.
1: Mm, Thank you, Sam. And that beautiful, like that um, breathing exercise was so beautiful. I feel so relaxed and centered and ready for this. Oh, amazing. It's such a simple,
0: simple thing that it's so easy for us not to do and so easy to do and just makes all the world of difference. Um, I found in my own work with people anyway. Okay. Let me just tell listeners a little bit about you. So, um, Sophia is, uh, as I said, a feminine embodiment and leadership coach, and her work is designed to support women release Good girl guilt reclaim pleasure and desire and revive their feminine radiance and rise as rebel queens, which I love. Um, and she also believes that when women connect with their feminine energy, they connect with their power, and and everything becomes possible from there. So I'm so excited to hear from you um, today, Sophia, and um uh, just speak to another heart led rebel is is so exciting to me. So let's jump in straight away, and I'll get you to share. A little bit more about what you do and your own journey, how you got into this field and and found yourself doing the work that you do now.
1: Yeah. So these days, I mean, what I'm doing with women that the good girl guilt, that good girl programming is such a big piece of unraveling that so that women can discover like who they truly are, what they truly want, what they really desire and kind of dream a little bigger, because I feel that in our society, what we grow up with as women is like, okay, in order to um, be attractive to a partner, in order to be um, welcomed into society, you need to play by the rules, you need to be small and compliant. And you know, you can't be too emotional. And so women are are, at, Sort of stuck in these boxes, and that was my experience as well. So growing up, I was the you know the first child, typical firstborn perfectionist, super loads of anxiety, um, like headed hustling and headed for burnout from such a young age, trying to tick all the boxes, be the good girl, be the good friend, the good partner, the good wife. And by the age of 30, I was so disconnected um, from myself, from pleasure, from my, you know, from orgasmicness, from my feminine. Um, And I just felt really, really trapped and stuck and ended up having an affair, imploding my marriage um, and on the other side of that was when I really started to look at who am I really like? What do I actually want from my life? How did I get here? What do I need to learn so that I don't have to continue to create these kinds of like really destructive, drama filled situations in order to pull me out of something? Like, how can I build my my life in a way that feels authentic for me? So that journey took me all over the world. It took me to study with shamans in South America and with gurus in India. And finally brought me to feminine embodiment work and tantra and sacred sexuality. And once I discovered that it was like, all the things that i'd learned started to come together and i started to recognize wow like i can feel good in my body i can feel more alive i can feel more juicy more things feel possible now like i'm recognizing that i have my voice is coming back i have more confidence um and i feel like i felt this rebel queen rising of like the being this sort of archetype of like i don't need to give like I don't need to care what other people think of me as long as I'm living my truth and living in authenticity and integrity it really doesn't matter what other people think and the people who are my tribe who are my community who are my sisterhood who are my friends who are my partner um will recognize that and they will and and that and love will flow from that place so that's how I came to do this work that I do today
0: Yeah, amazing. I just want to draw, hone in on um, that point that you make about that um, archetype of the rebel, because I love that you say um, having an affair and your divorce was an act of rebellion against this good girl um, imagery, but it potentially is not a healthy rebellion. I'm going to Mm. ask you to speak about um, the difference between a, a healthy or an unhealthy rebellion. And I think that I was so excited to um, read your podcast preparation work and how well aligned it is to my own work um, that I do with my participants in the Rebel Life Bootcamp because I do see this rebel archetype as having that type of warrior energy, but it's like a warrior of the heart, of light, of um, expansion, not just pulling us into a space where we have to say kind of fuck you to everybody and take that really, really, aggressive stance to, as a platform to expend or to share our authenticity or our truth. So I'd love to hear, um, your thoughts on, you know, the difference between that healthy rebellion and unhealthy.
1: Yeah, I love that. Yeah. So when I was in that space of the unhealthy rebellion, right, rebelling against the, this good girl programming, blowing up my life, blowing up my marriage, It was at that point, the rebellion for me, my belief system was everything outside of me is wrong and I need to get rid of it so that I can um, be who I'm meant to be. But actually what I realized on the other side of that in the aftermath of that was that nothing, nothing that there was nothing really wrong outside of me. It was just that I didn't know how to be with myself. Like I didn't know how to speak my truth. I didn't know how to own what I wanted. And so actually like the, at the, at the core of it, it was me that needed to shift, right? It was me, my internal um, coming into myself. And so I feel like the unhealthy rebellion is almost like coming from that victim space of like, oh, everything's wrong and I need to get away from it. And it's sort of like this energy of fighting, which is also quite draining, whereas the embodied rebellion of what what I call like the rebel queen archetype and you call it something similar you know her rebellion is it's the it's like the the inner recognition of power and it's almost like this kind of like i'm now putting my energy into what it is that i want to create instead of breaking down old structures i'm creating a new structure so i feel like the unhealthy rebellion is about breaking down and the healthy rebellion is about creating something different
0: right and um just circling back to your own experience where you felt like these, everything outside of you was wrong. A lot of the women that I work with uh, have the experience of everything inside is wrong. So, um, you know, it seems, it seems like um, the same kind of two ends Mm -hmm. of the same thread really, because um, this, you know, external structures or external things being wrong i'm seeing it really significantly in the world right now where people are annoyed with the government and the banks and you know all of these external forces as if these external forces have got dictatorship over our own personal life experience and um, we're really talking a lot about pulling that pulling our energy back inwards and recognizing ourselves as the source of power and the creators, um, like what you were saying, that this this um, archetype of the queen rebel is around the creation rather than the
1: fighting against whether it's internal or external structures. So I love that. Right. And I also think that there's a piece in there around if you if you're fighting something, you're automatically giving it power because you don't need to fight something that doesn't have power over you. But if you say, well, okay, I don't like that thing. So I'm not even going to give that any energy. I'm going to be over here creating something new. Um, it's like you're you're automatically ri- ridding that thing. Like you're you're stopping giving your power away to it. If that makes sense. So it's like you're reclaiming your own power and then turning that into creativity. That then's creating the thing that you actually desire. Yeah, I love that. It's that elevation. Yeah yeah
0: okay awesome um so tell me about um we've talked a little bit like about these are the kind of different ideas that you're bringing to the planet with your with your work how does this work in your experience help women to let go of the expectations of others or accept themselves and step into themselves more because I think it's like what I'm looking for is I think it's easy for us to say the words around this and there's a lot of kind of dopamine hit um, personal development that's around at the moment that's giving people that impression, but how do they actually really let go of fear and concern
1: about what other people think? I think it's about, um, well, it's it's sort of like also working with that fear, you know, because that that fear is something that's been with us for thousands of years. And, and it is, we are h- humans and connection is important to us. So to be disconnected from the community um, historically meant death. So, and even today, right, if you're completely alone, yes, you can you can feed yourself and you can survive, but also it's not really going to be a a really nourishing um, life. So I think that it's recognizing that the desire for connection, which is the flip side of the fear of being um, judged by others or the fear of being outcast or which leads to the fear of speaking our truth and saying what we want. The flip side of that is really the desire for connection. And so then inside of that is the recognition that the more that you show your true self by removing the masks, the the more you're inviting in and, and showing who you are, which then allows other people who feel like you, think like you, believe believe like you, who who are your natural community to find you. Um, and that can be, you know, I've just moved um, countries with my husband. So we just moved from Bali in Indonesia to Austin, Texas. And I felt as we were leaving Uh, that little insecurity coming up about what if nobody likes me? What about if I don't make any friends? And I, I really sat with that because I was like, oh, I thought I'd, totally healed this and then I realized no it's okay it's like that little girl inside of me that wants to be loved right that wants that connection that desires that sisterhood and I've created that beautifully in Bali and so what I did when I came to Austin and I got invited to a beautiful sisterhood gathering Like I went into that gathering and I actually said to some of the women there, I was like, oh, I was really nervous, you know, coming to Austin because I had that little fear come off of what if nobody likes me? So I actually named the thing. Mm -hmm. And I think that when we name it, it kind of like takes the power out of it because if you're holding it and then trying to pretend that you're not feeling it, that just creates even more separation, more of the mask, more of the disconnection.
0: Right. And I think this is such a beautiful point that you're making because it is it is a an illusion that's really perpetrated through, you know, things like social media and various other things that we're going to get to some point where we're not going to feel insecure or we're not going to feel fearful or we're not going to feel any of these um, restrictive kind of emotions. And, you know, The the more highly successful women that I speak to in my own life, the more I hear stories of the tremendous, you know, resistance that they feel, the tremendous fear or um, inadequacy. Like I was speaking to an, another author recently and she said every time she goes to write a book, she feels like a fraud, that she's she's not going to be good and she struggles to call herself an author and she's sold millions and millions of books. So it's not something that's ever going to go away, but it's more about our relationship towards um having the capacity to move within
2: that context.
1: Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, if you if you think, oh, I can't do it because I have fear, or like if it was the right time for me, I wouldn't feel fear. Right. That will stop you every time. But what we learn is that the fear is there and we just like you said, we learn to walk with it. We learn to kind of move mm-hmm. with it and recognize it hold some love and tenderness for it and then be like, don't worry, I got you. Like we can do this. Yeah.
0: Amazing. So tell me about um, when you're beginning your work with people, especially if they're they're new to your work and, and at the beginning of their journey,
1: what are the biggest challenges that you see women facing? So one of the biggest challenges is that they, um, they're not sure exactly like what, like they're dreaming a little small, I think a lot of the time, like the desires, they haven't really allowed themselves to want in a really big way. And that's usually because they fear the judgment of others, right? That tall poppy syndrome that we know of in in Australia. Um, and they're not used to um it being okay for them to want things. So they're used to sort of taking care of everyone else, like that classic um feminine archetype, right? Or think about the mother, right? Where it's the being totally unselfish, putting everybody else first, not being the diva, not being, you know, being the cool girl. Um and And all those ideas about like if I say, if I want something, if I say what I want, if I claim it and own it, then other people are not going to um, love me, basically.
0: Yeah, for sure. I'm just thinking as you're speaking, it's such an interesting kind of adjunct that we have with this mother archetype and then you know the representation of the divine mother or the divine feminine because the nature of the divine feminine is very um you know can be very chaotic and out there and explosive and um all those sorts of things as well. So it's an interesting kind of dilemma, I guess, um, reconciling that mother archetype with what the nature of the divine feminine really is and the expression of that. But anyway, that's probably a discussion for another time. Um tell me about what you think is the hardest thing about um the journey that women go on with you or with this work and equally what is the most valuable gain from that. Hmm.
1: Well, I think that the the biggest challenge is um, allowing themselves to be seen in all their facets because as women, you know, we're multi-dimensional really, right? Like in the wild and the untamed and the not put together and the messy, but also in the in the ambitious, in the like desirous, in the loving, in the juicy, all these different aspects, that's the biggest challenge because they've been used to um, defining themselves by others or what others want for them. And then the greatest gift inside of that is the feeling of the, the richness of who they they get to be and the permission inside of that. And that I really feel is that energy also of rebellion of like, you get to be soft and heart open and loving and, you know, surrendered and you also get to be wild and fierce and emotional and like, you know, they work with that energy of chaos And that's okay. You don't have to choose a box and then try to squeeze yourself inside of it. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's like so much permission inside of that. It's so, so enlivening to come into that space of like, wow, I get to be my full self and I get to celebrate that.
0: Yeah, I love that and I love how that changes the inner dialogue, you know, like so many of us have grown up with this really intense inner critic that's really on our case about everything that we haven't done right or that we could do better and you know for for lots of women that's the natural first voice that arises and I know through my own journey and then working with women in a similar way that you do that it's such a beautiful moment when women have the experience of an inner voice arising that is actually loving or compassionate or encouraging and it's like not because they're thinking that's the thought I need to have, or this is, you know, what I need to be working on, but because that's their natural state and, you know, that's the loving voice that naturally wants to arise when all that other stuff is in the way. Mm,
1: I love that. Yes
0: um all right tell me about what you would say to any woman who's listening now that's feeling stuck in this area They, then maybe knowing that they need to um, create a change or maybe um, seek some support or there's a transformation that's beginning to happen um, but they're scared to fully step into it what would you say to them now
1: well, I would say, you know, you don't need to have all the steps mapped out. Um, I don't feel like in I actually feel like that can be almost um get in the way of of really co-creating with the universe or the divine or divine feminine or divine masculine or god or whatever you want to call it. Um is to try to think like, "Oh, I need to know every single thing. I need to I need to know every single step of the way. It's really about beginning. And it's about what I invite women to do is to feel into their deeper desire. So um, like the, and what I mean by that is the longing, like the longings of the heart, the longings of the womb, the longings of the yoni, like the longings of the soul, the ache, the deep ache within that is possibly may not have even been fully acknowledged. Um, And to really just start to get curious about like, what if it was possible? You know, because if there's fear coming up around, oh, I can't do this, or it's not, it's not possible for me, or it's not my my time, or maybe later, that's because there's a part of you that's feeling like it's it's just not available for you. And it actually is, otherwise you wouldn't want it. So then it's like just starting to, yeah, get curious about that and just question that voice and then start to tune in more with the intuition and, um, let that guide you into what's like the next step.
0: Yes. And I know um, previously you said about um, that intuition, even if it doesn't make sense or it doesn't have to make logical sense, but just beginning to follow that. Can you just talk a little bit more to that? Because I think that's a really underestimated um, superpower that we have as women is to to um, grow the courage to follow those potentially illogical um, ideas or inklings
1: or nudgings but how powerful and beautiful they can be. Yeah so I can talk about it a little bit in in a story so um, when back in 2015 I was living in London and at that time I was working for an investment bank and I was just really I just knew it wasn't my path, but I couldn't seem to figure out what was my path. I just felt really stuck, really blocked. There were a lot of things that I enjoyed about my life. It was very comfortable, but I knew there was like, my intuition was telling me like what you're seeking is not here. And you need to know more than you know now to find out what it is that You know, it's like that when you have that feeling of you don't know what you don't know. And I had this strong, it was like, it felt almost like a physical pulling. Like it was like this this, just this strong feeling of like, I need to go. And I was so resistant to that feeling. Cause I was like, no, I love my life. I like my life and it's comfortable and I know what it is. And I don't know where I'm going. Um, but it was just so strong, this feeling. And I, as I was feeling it, I also remembered all the times in my life where I had felt something, you know, I'd felt like, Oh, I need to do this thing. And then talked myself out of it, said, it's too late for me. I'm too old or this or that, like some excuse, some reason why I couldn't do it. And then later on years later, I'd be in that regret space around it. And I was like, I just don't want to live in regret anymore. So I followed that, um, that urge I sold up, I left London. And sure enough, you know, the things that I learned on on that journey were the things that I couldn't at that point, I would not, had no language for it, no concept of, but they led me to what I do today. And I feel that It's a matter also of practicing. The more that you follow that and if it's illogical, then you really know. If it's like a strong feeling and it makes no logical sense, that's 100% your intuition. So if you get that, like, oh my God, follow that. Because the more that you do that, the stronger it gets. And you can always change direction. You know, nothing is... Set in stone. There's no real mistakes. Everything is an opportunity, something to grow through. So if you can anchor into that, there are no mistakes. If it feels right, it is right. Even if the outcome isn't what I think it's going to be, it's going to be the right outcome for me. And start living into the philosophy of everything is happening for me. That will help you also get that courage to follow those. In- intuitive um pulls Mm,
0: my goodness I just absolutely love that I'm like oh, amen sister this is like (laughs) (laughs) you know I, I feel like I'm I'm almost bored myself with talking about the same concept so much but it's like I just think it's so critical and it's such a huge missing piece in so much um of the kind of personal development, even spiritual development type of work that's around is is missing that, capturing that that essence that you just spoke about so beautifully. And I'll um, even add to it that a lot of work I do with women, we even hone in on following it in terms of, things that seem insignificant, you know, we use this concept of everything matters, but you know, if somebody feels like I just need to go and go to this particular coffee shop and and have my coffee there today, then get up out of your chair and go and do that. And then come back and, you know, find that you create three hours of powerful work. That's the equivalent to a week of someone else's work, you know? So it's like, it doesn't have to be just following the intuition or those nudgings for big things. It can just be, your um your your inner being talking to you about the things that you can do and ways that you can move energy in your own body to create radical outcomes for yourself that make no sense
1: i love that yeah and it's speaking all day all day right yeah
0: yeah, love it. Love that. Okay, um, we've been talking already for forty-five minutes. It's gone so fast. Oh my goodness! So, <laughs> tell me, um, let's finish up. Uh, I want to give you an opportunity to share where people can connect with you and all of that. So, to give us um, your top two or three tips to for women to kind of implement or cause change right now, if they were to just implement these little take-home messages, would would make a difference
1: for them. Well, I think taking a few minutes each morning just to connect with—I—I uh, really feel for women, our intuition is in the womb space, so that might look like just placing your hands over your womb, taking a few beautiful breaths, like we did at the beginning of this podcast, and just asking yourself, like, what do I desire? You know, what do I want to? What do I desire right now? And then, and then. F- listening for the response and then asking how can I embody that and that will start that process of connecting with your intuition and also starting your day coming into alignment with like your highest timeline basically because you're following the desires of your soul and of your womb so that's that, that I feel like is just the best thing that you could possibly do in your day and will totally change everything.
0: Yeah, awesome all right well thank you so so much I'm sure that people are going to be compelled to want to look you up and hear more about what you've got to say so tell me where I'm going to post all of the things that um the links and things where people can connect with you on all the different forums but tell me the main places that you like to connect with people and if you have any um, opt-ins or anything that you would like to share
2: with listeners
1: Yeah. So, um, the best, two best places to go on my website, which will also send you to everything. Um, and on there you can find, I have like a, a free rebel queen meditation, which you may love. Um, and that's like for opening up to more pleasure and more love and more juiciness and desire and abundance. And then the other place that I super love to connect is on Instagram. And I really love chatting with people who are following me. So if you, you know, you've listened to this and you're like, Oh my God, that was blah, blah, blah. And you want to share about like what you know, what takeaways you had or ask any questions about anything that we talked about today, you can send me a DM and I will absolutely love to, you know, chat with you a little bit and connect there as well. Cause I feel like it's, you know, it's like social media really is like, and can be a community and that is my philosophy on social media. Now it used not to be, but in more recent times, I'm like, actually, I really want to know like who these people are (laughs) who are following me. And, um, it's been really beautiful to start to make those human connections. So please do reach out. I'd love to chat. Oh,
0: I love that. Okay. Well, I'm going to end the conversation there. I'm sure that there's many more things that we could, um, discuss at length and um Mm -hmm. I'll definitely be sharing all of your links and things when this podcast goes live so I'll make them all clickable people can jump in and um and connect with you right away and I just want to say thank you thank you so much for the beautiful work that you do and for taking the time today to be a guest here and share your brilliance with my community
1: Mm, thank you so much for having me Sam it's been lovely All right, everybody. So as you know, this
0: season, I'm really looking forward to sharing uh, more guest insights with you. It's the first time in the podcast that we've had guests. And um, if you are enjoying it, if you've enjoyed the podcast previously, or any of the guest appearances, uh, I would love it if you would subscribe. Uh, If not, if you would just leave a review, even if it's a bad one, I don't mind. Uh, Just leaving a review there helps the podcast algorithms and all the things to expose the work to more people. So I'd really appreciate it if you would do that. If you haven't already done so, you can also jump over to my website. It's www.samanthagoldsmith.com uh, You can download a free self-doubt eraser guided meditation. It's actually connected to my old uh well not my old, it's still one of my programs, Your Sovereign State, the um, Australian Bushflower Essence Guided Program. But there's a new um freebie that's going to come up there soon. So um you might also want to come back if you haven't been there for a while and of course you can visit amazon now for copies of my book how great rebellion Uh, And remember, if you're ready to achieve radical results and experience all the freedom that you desire, jump on the website, check out Rebel Life Bootcamp. We've now gone into the six-month immersion program and you will receive lifetime access to the materials and the community that will support all of that. Uh, Until then, sit deep, live radically, and do you, my sovereign sister. I'll see you in a fortnight.